This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Podmania Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Good, and I'm joined as ever by Chris O'Brien and Garth Jackson. Chris, how are you? My cat's breath smells like cat food. Garth, how are you? <laughs> oh, God. You know what is I was going to try and there? Uh, I was going to try and do a fucking Jericho style fucking promo but i've just totally thrown us off what? <laughs> hang on I, what what generation of jericho well this one that we're doing now oh so you'd just be talking like this i'm just gonna talk to you when i was invited onto this podcast i thought about it for a little while i thought yeah i should do it because this thing would be a lot better with me on it and you know these guys don't need look when you've got me around because i'm the best in the world at what i do and then slam down the mic, but you put, totally threw us off. I could do a, I could do a CM Punk one. Just go. I believe this podcast will be better when Rob Goodwin's dead. But unfortunately, we're taken over by his idiotic gaff and <laughs> his stu- and his stupid Chris in law. <laughs> I can't believe that you've both cut pipe bombs already. <laughs> Only a minute and sixteen you seconds could, into well, the fucking podcast. You clearly don't listen to it when it's just me and Gaff because we just call you out the whole time. Oh, God, no. I've got much better things to do than listen to my own podcast. I mean, it's not your own podcast when we're the only ones on it. That is true. (laughs) Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see by the title of the podcast, we're doing something slightly different. So every uh, Friday, we release a week in wrestling where we run down all of the wrestling news for the week. And then every other Tuesday, we release something slightly different, whether that's a retro pay-per-view review, whether that's a top six countdown, or whether it's like what we're doing today, where we take a feud, a storyline, or an angle, and we run it through from start to finish, looking at the matches, the angles, and all of the storylines that build it up. So today, what we're doing is one of the best feuds WWE have done in recent history. It was voted Feud of the Year in 2008. We are talking about WWE's feud of Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels. So first, very, very quickly, Garth, were you watching WWE at this time? Yes, I think I was back in. I was definitely watching this stuff. I definitely remember a lot of this stuff. Um... Yeah, I think, I mean, to be honest, this is probably what got me sort of back into it. Yeah. So good. Um, Chris, what about you? Were you watching at this point or? Um, yeah, I couldn't watch the weekly stuff because we didn't have Sky. I was 11 at this point. Um, just oh, watching. 
but like it's, I'm I'm watching it. I was watching it in a completely different context. It's my point. I couldn't watch the weekly show. I'd only like have like hearsay in school. Occasionally, when we were allowed to computers in school, I'd sneak off to um, YouTube to watch some of the clips. And mm. I remember, yeah, this was the biggest thing at the time. Like everyone um, who watched wrestling in school there was like a subset of like six of us um, who'd watch who'd talk about the wrestling every week. And um, yeah, this is the biggest thing. This is all we talked about. Oh yeah, like the only thing I think was bigger than this was like Batista and Cena, and that's because it was basically our version of Hogan and Warrior. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a seismic shift because Batista was sort of set in at the top of the card, as was John Cena. They were there mm-hmm. for now. Um, this is all coming off the back of WrestleMania 24, um, where Great Mania, called- underrated Mania. Yeah, where Batista defeated Umaga in seven minutes. So, you know, match of the year contender there. Floyd Mayweather defeated The Big Show in a no-DQ match right, again. You can't say that's probably the best non-wrestler match in WWE history. Better than Big Show Akibono? You don't laugh at Akibono. He's a former IWGP championship contender. I will just point out that the Playboy Bunny Mania Lumberjill match was also on this card. So, yes, an absolute winner this is. Um, In all seriousness, though. Not the best. (laughs) In all seriousness, I've always seen Mania 24 as a one match card. And I think anyone looking down this probably agree it probably delivered a little bit better than it should have done looking at the card but when you see it, the career threatening match between Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair and to be honest that can be surmised in one gif and that's mm. the I'm sorry I love you moments that if you if you haven't cried at least once at that you're not a real human being um but yeah this is all coming off the back of that Shawn Michaels has retired Ric Flair and off the back of this Batista confronts Shawn Michaels. And this is where this all starts. Weirdly, not with Chris Jericho at all. Um, We're heading into Backlash 2008. And as I've already said, Batista's confronted Shawn Michaels, calling him selfish and egotistical. Now, for some strange reason, Jericho gets involved and is named the special guest referee um, for this match. Um, And... This is where it all starts. So, Backlash 2008. Now, Chris, I know you've watched this. What's your opinion of the match? Is there anything of note for the fans at home? Um, the first thing to really know, really, is Jericho, despite the fact he's not wrestling, because he's in, like... people. Well, people Because we all sort of praise Jericho for reinventing himself, which, you know, he, can't, he does deserve. But also, we forget about there are, like, fairly lengthy periods where he's not doing that and when he hasn't done that he's the dullest fucker in the world <laughs> like for example like between 2013 his comeback from 2013 to his 2016 comeback it was all dog shit and then he did the KO stuff but like we were, we were in one of them where he was he'd sort of stagnated before he left in 2005 went away for a year and a half came back in 2007 and was and like after his initial like nostalgia feud with Randy Orton was sort of back um, just thinking that matches again, like he was in Money in the Bank and did nothing. Um, so like, yeah, it's like peak boring babyface Jericho here. And then you have like, Pati- like honestly, with both Batista and Shawn Michaels, this felt like a feud because neither man had anything else going on. Yeah, I think this was probably where that was heading. Um, cr- was, go on, the sorry. Ma- the, the match itself was kind of what you'd expect, to be honest. It's sort of your run of the mill. Like, I'd almost call it a house show match. Um, 
Mike Huss was just sort of bumping around Batista for a while before BN. Like the only real thing of note is the ending. Yeah, sure. Garth, what did before we get to that ending that Chris is alluding to? Um, did you watch this match in particular to set off this <clears throat> feud? Yeah, I sort sort of skimmed through because I remember it not being anything sort of special, just like a pretty sort of regular Batista match. Um, like you say, it's it, it's it's the sort of lead up to the end. Which, to be fair, at the time, I'm watching it and thinking, is he fucking genuinely hurt? Like, because it looked like he tweaked his knee, and it, obviously it's that easy to do. Um, but I just thought that whole, it was really well worked, and how they've obviously worked it into that sort of moment where it's all in the right, they're all in the right places, all in the right angle for HBK to jump up and give him the kick, but. Now the match is pretty sort of run of the mill. Yeah, if you haven't already seen uh, the match between Batista and Shawn Michaels at Backlash, it's 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 an okay match. It's it's nothing spectacular, nothing you should go out of your way to go and watch. The, as Chris and Garth have already alluded to, the main point is here that Shawn Michaels looks like he's tweaked his knee, is sort of alluding to the referee that he's hurt, he can't continue, and then jumps up, delivers a sweet chin music to Batista, and wins the match. Um, Jericho takes real, real issue with this. Um, he's He <laughs> thinks that faking a knee injury is... You know, this is the heartbreak kid, someone that Jericho repeatedly says he looked up to when he was trained, you know, when he was learning to wrestle, when he was, you know, even when he was in WCW and things like that, he looked up to Shawn Michaels as this fantastic competitor and that it was below him to then fake it to the point where Jericho actually gave him a Slammy Award for best <laughs> acting job, which it's I thought was that. was absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, and then we move on... Um, both Sean and Jericho were then paired together to face uh, Miz and Morrison. You know, flashback mm-hmm. to now, uh, where Michaels <laughs> proved oh, yeah. to Jericho that he was really hurt. Um, this was a spo- this was supposed to be Michaels going, look, this is how bad my knee is. I can't, you know, I can't go properly. Um, then admits to Jericho that he has actually faked his knee the entire time, so it was a little bit pointless. And then, and then switch your music. <laughs> and then just switch your music. Look, I was faking the entire time. Um, you know, like when you're a kid and like you very cl- like and you spill your juice or something, and you very very clearly have ha- as you that you've spilled the juice, but you're still gonna blame whatever you can. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You grasp like, everything around you. I just love it how like Y two G is just sort of all the way through. So it's like, no, you're not getting out of it that easy. But then he flips it and he says, no, no, no. You're too injured. We can't do this. We have to call off the match. Like, and honestly, <laughs> he still believed it right to the point going into this match. Just a slight spoiler where he kept going after the knee and it didn't work because Michaels wasn't hurt. It makes me thought- laugh. And this is really important to note. And Garth sent me a text. It must have been about three weeks ago because we, we were originally supposed to record this a couple of weeks ago. And Garth sent me a message and it was just, and Michaels is supposed to be the face. Just... <laughs> Bear that in mind. mind. <laughs> to be complete, to be completely fair, um, Garth said that every time he watched a Shawn Michaels match, <laughs> that is true. There like, is I... slight bias on Garth's uh, but on this Garth's is, side. But this, like this is fucking like, this is like, like Weasel HBK. Right. Yeah, it's... you have to be on at this point. Like they're both baby faces. HBK was just adding adding a heel element because again, I think they, I think it's again they were paired together just because neither of them had anything else. I'd... 
I do like how um, and I, I'm I'm I'd be surprised if this isn't Jericho writing a lot of this shit. Like obviously along with the writers, but a lot of this it's like when he's t- spoke about it, this is the sort of stuff that he says like that they would come up with him and like Michaels, um, because I think at the time they were basically just told just go out and do whatever. Because well, yeah. To be fair, um, they were up until a certain match we'll get to, I mm-hmm. think. And like, I love it how like, I really do like the bit where HBK is sort of like no, and he, obviously he kicks Jericho and he says, "Trust me, I'm not hurt." And then like flips over the top rope. <laughs> I generally laughed at that. I've, just I to be all, a I, dick. I forgot about that bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So a match is set between the two people uh, again bearing in mind that these are both baby faces at this point. A match is set for Judgment Day 2008. And honestly, I thought this was fantastic. It was easily match of the night, but I thought this well, match um, was absolutely fantastic. I mean, like, that's not exactly... Have you seen the rest of this card? The rest of the card is not good, and when you look at 2008's um, cards and the cards we're going to go through, there are, there are some terrible, terrible I mean, matches. Like, such classics as John Cena versus JBL. Um, that clearly needed 15 minutes. Um, John Morrison, The Miz versus CM Punk and Kane. <laughs> yeah, and it isn't um, exactly peak Kane, is it, in 2008? Um, yeah, Baldy Bastard Kane. Um, Taker versus Edge, which um, which was in this period where Edge kept getting out of Undertaker matches through shitty, um, shitty reasons. And then your main events, Undertaker versus Randy Orton, which of course, not Triple H versus Randy Orton, which is of course always a great match for so mm-hmm. cerebral. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, as I've already said, this was this was easy. I think this would have been match of the night on a much better pay per view as well. Um, let's not do disjustice to the mat to uh, the match just because the pay per view was a bit shit. Um, so, Garth, let's start with you. Opinion. Of this match and how it sort of played out, I enjoyed it. Um, I liked how it was a non-title match as well because that there was no reason for it to be a title match. They weren't really sort of fighting over a title, which it's sort of, all that sort of stuff leads into the fact that it's a grudge match rather than a title match, which gives it like a bit of a different feel. Um, yeah, to be fair, Jericho was in one of those reigns where he constantly wasn't defending the title for some reason. Yeah. It was just like, just keep it on Jericho because there's nobody else. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was good. Like like I said before, like HBK was the total heel in this match. Like, everything he was doing was kind of sort of schneidy or heelish. Um, and obviously this is to move more towards Jericho's turn on the crowd like a later point, spoilers. Um, the, my favourite part of the whole thing was the bit where... Um, he hits the switching music on the apron. And, uh, like, Jericho's, like, out cold. But then he gets him in the ring, and then he's lining up for switching music, and Jericho keeps falling down, like, selling the injury. And you could see Michael's, like, Michael's getting genuinely pissed off as he says, fucking stand up. Stop falling off. <laughs> and Jericho's, like, not even turning to face him. He's just, like, falling, like, he's dazed. And you can see he's like, fucking get up. <laughs> I was loving that. It was good. And the, uh, the actual finish was really well worked as well. It was. Like the reversal. Yeah. Um, Chris, what about you? Um, this match was fine. This, I say this a lot, but like, um, with certain views, but this feels like like the touring Jericho's Michael's match, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Like, this is well, this is great, but I don't think these two have like the, the ability to not have a great match at this time. Yeah. Um. So, like, with the exception of a couple story beats thrown in, I think this is the time match we'd have on a house show. It's still like fucking great. Don't get me wrong, but like, this is like it, this is the match they tour. Mm-hmm. This is. It looks so, like the set. It's like the setup, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but like I like the story at the beginning where like Jericho constantly went after Michael's leg because he was still convinced it was hurt, <laughs> and then like it just didn't work because Michael's leg wasn't hurt. Um, but yeah, Jericho like, got Jericho got a fat lip as well. <laughs> yeah. not the only um, person to get a fat lip in this feud. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a common occurrence. He the teeth were lost in this feud. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just it was a fun kinetic match. Both men know know how to tell perfectly. And again, at the end where Jericho kept falling down, Michael's continuing getting visually frustrated. Um, I haven't seen him that frustrated since SummerSlam 2005. But <laughs> yeah, no, this is just fun. But like, there was no heat really to it at this stage. It was just like a fun little undercard yeah. match. Yeah, it's the start to the feud, isn't it? And it is really the only match with no real build-up to it. The only crux of this match, of course, is that Jericho thinks that Sean has been faking an injury. I mean, don't get me wrong, this is the WWE. We've had feuds started over less shampoo commercials and coffee, for God's sake, but, you know, it was a good Jericho and Michaels match. And the fact that there wasn't a definitive winner, you know, ultimately Sean didn't win with Sweet Chin Music. He won with a roll-up after countering the walls of Jericho. It led into the next match. And there was lots of beats, as you mentioned, Chris, that will play into other matches and will be sort of mirrored in other matches. And I love when shit like that happens. Any good feud has it, but this does it perfectly. Anything else we want to say on Judgment Day or shall we move on to some genuinely interesting shit? <laughs> let's, let's move, stop. Let's let's stop move on to Raw so on Raw then um, Michaels is invited onto the highlight reel with Chris Jericho because you can never have enough talk show segments and Jericho sort of talks to Michaels says that you know the whole lying thing really got to him and what got to him even more than the lying to you know someone that HBK was supposed to be, you know, on par with, supposed to be friends with, very close friends, in fact, was the fact that even though everyone knew he was lying, then super kicked Jericho in the face, they still cheered. They still chanted HBK, HBK. And that really, really got to Jericho. Now, again, this is Jericho making a good Point. And this is what made, and I know it's going to sound like a really strange parallel, this is what made The Miz such a compelling heel in 2016, because he was the heel that made good points. Points that you couldn't argue with. He might, you know, he might be a dick, but he's making the points that everyone's like, actually, yeah, that's that's sort of, that's sort of correct, actually. Um, I think this is a line that people struggle with. You have to understand the heel's motivations, but you also can't make the heel too agreeable like for example like going into this feud Jer- uh, what Jericho's about to do just doesn't justify what he did no it's a completely outlandish reaction to what Sean's been doing but again it helps that Michaels isn't completely innocent in this feud and especially just, in this opening lead up I just love the whole um, 
this is him starting to build his heat. It's a slow because he's he, he hasn't come out and said it yet, but he's basically saying the crowd are hypocrites because the cheering the guy who's cheating. Yeah, absolutely. And he slowly starts turning that, and it's just that. That's what I thought was so good with this. It's such a slow build up until obviously the big sort of. Um, yeah, you can see him heat. getting as as he goes through his promo. You can see him getting more because it's almost like he's just figuring it out in his head as he goes along. Yeah, yeah. And he starts doing his pout. <laughs> yes, he does. The famous Jericho pout. <laughs> I just love the bit where he's like, what is it? Um, lying, cheating, pathetic little worm of a human. <laughs> <laughs> but he says it in the same face way he's introduced Shawn Michaels at the start of the segment. HBK, lying, worm-like, pathetic. And it's brilliant. It's amazing. And I completely agree with what you said. The fact that you can almost see the heel turn taking place in Jericho's head it, what makes this so good and what makes this feud so so great is that the heel turn wasn't forced. It was completely organic. You know, the whole the whole thing with Jericho's turn, you could understand why Jericho turned. And Chris, I completely agree with you. The crescendo of this thing where he smashes Sean into the Jeritron 5000 is completely at odds with, you know, this is that's ridiculous. That's like saying, right, you've taken some money out of my wallet. I'm going to cut your fucking hand off. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's completely at odds with each other. Um, I haven't oh, done that, by me. the way. <laughs> oh, you beat me at Mario Kart, kicking the ball. Exactly, exactly. But you can see why Jericho is so angry, why Jericho turns on Sean. He's been lied to, he's been embarrassed, and this ultimately has led to this, you know, just rage, absolutely beating the piss out of him, and then launching him into the Jeritron 5000, which I will just say... It was sold brilliantly. It was sold fantastically. And then continued as a thread as well. Yeah, it Um, did. Michaels can be accused, rightly so, in many matches of overselling, but like when he's on, I don't think there's a better seller. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) (laughs) Dolph Ziggler is all the worst parts of Shawn Michaels. He's like, it's like on Twins. (laughs) <laughs> where uh, Arnie is the the best of everything and Danny DeVito is the worst of everything. Yes. T- <laughs> Dolph Ziggler yes. is the Danny DeVito. <laughs> he's basically like, uh, he's Shawn Michaels like, diet Shawn Michaels, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. If if um, Shawn Michaels is good at fashion, fashion Coca-Cola, Dolph Ziggler is a roller cola. No, no, no. He's a lukewarm kind of Dr. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now that we've completely eviscerated Dolph Ziggler, um, who seems to have done all right for himself um, in that regard, but never mind. Um, obviously, as you would expect from being smashed into a big TV screen, Sean suffered the most debilitating injury in the history of wrestling, which was a kayfabe <laughs> detached retina. No scratches at all, which I thought was hilarious. Um, no blood whatsoever, but he did detach his retina. Um, <laughs> at least give the fucker an eye patch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this led to the second match between the two at the Great American Bash. Remember when these were a thing in the WWE? Can I- can we quickly yes. um, mention what else is on this card? The Great American Bash card. I I wouldn't yeah, bother. I I loved this show as a kid. Really? As a kid. It's one of very few shows I had. I was allowed to keep on DVD. Go on so then. I watched. 
So it's Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, the Edgehead, beating Finley and Hornswoggle, Jesse and Festus, and Morrison and Miz for the titles. Wow. Um, <sighs> Jesus, that went 10 I, minutes. Good God. Shelton Benjamin defeating Matt Hardy for the US title. That was actually a decent match. I can imagine. Um, that sounds like a good match, to be fair. Um, Mark Henry versus Tommy Dreamer, because Tommy Dreamer just won't die. There's an um, ECW classic. um michelle mccool versus natalia um but it was whatever cm punk versus batista which i remember being annoyed by because of the double dq i was like oh that's bollocks um jbl versus cena because um jbl won because of course we needed a third match in this feud and then triple h versus edge which i remember really loving as a kid i haven't seen it since i was a kid so i'm sure it's shite but (laughs) you are you are slightly blindsided by your love for edge though Edge is Bay. He is. He is. Um, but the match that we're talking about took place right smack dab in the middle of the card. Chris Jericho with his protege, Lance Cade. Ooh, this is where my fun pack comes in. Go on. Go on. Do you know who Lance Cade was originally going to be? In, in what way? I mean... In Lan- like, do you, who was originally going to be in um, Lance Cade's place? Right. So who was going to be a company? Who was going to be Jericho's protege originally? Yeah. Uh, Trevor Murdoch. No. Was it Big Time Bull Dempsey? No. <laughs> it's been so long since we've said it's that. Chuck, Chuck uh, Palumbo. No, no, no. It's not <laughs> someone who was in the crowd of the time. It Mankind. Was, it was... Triple H. It, it, was, it, it was indie darling Brian Danielson. Really? <laughs> yeah, because he was... Was he in a, NXT at that time? Um, no. Oh, it was no. Case, he, was, he was still in an RH feeding with Nigel. It's just a case of... Um, he was... Uh, trainee of Shawn Michaels, who was actually good. So they were mm. like, you, um, you'd be good to go alongside Jericho, and apparently he turned it down. Apparently, because apparently, be apparently Shawn Michaels wanted Brian in there. No, yeah, exactly. But also, like, Brian doesn't consider, sh- despite going to Michaels' training school, he doesn't consider Shawn his mentor because this is during um, Shawn's peak drug years. So mm. William Regal taught him more than Shawn. Yeah, it it has been said. It's quite open, isn't it, that Daniel Bryan views William Regal as more of a mentor than yeah. Michaels. Yeah, because Michaels apparently only turned up to opening day and then just left the people who <laughs> like basically he basically Donald Trumped it in the sense of his name was on the school, but he didn't do anything. <laughs> um. So before we get onto the actual crux of the match, um, I will just say, and once I'd seen it on this pay-per-view. I had to watch this match twice because the first time I watched it, there was a woman and I couldn't take my eyes. She was wearing a red top. And if you watch this show, Great American Bash 2008, please keep an eye out for this woman because she's wearing a red top. She's in the aisle and she's dancing the entire match. There's no fucking music, but she is (laughs) dancing the entire time trying to get herself over. And it pisses me off so much. Pardon? Oh, this, this is in New York, so she's probably on drugs. I can say probably popped a couple of pills. Honestly, um, it was it was the wildest <laughs> dancing, and it was just like, fucking sit down. You know, it's funny. I did. I I there was. I watched a really low quality rip of it because I I I pirated, and um, I I was, was like this flicker on my screen, and I just assumed it was my screen. Hmm. I thought like I. A couple dead pixels, but like no, it was 
a woman about. <laughs> <laughs> but it really did wind me up, and I couldn't take my eyes off for the first time I watched this match. And I was like, fuck, I've missed most of the match here. So I had to go back and watch it. Um, we started with Garth last time. So, Chris, opinion of this match, how it compared to the Judgment Day match, and how it moves the feud forward? This felt like an old territory match. Like, uh, in the vein of, like, a Lola Dundee. Like, there wasn't really anything flashy, but we were just beating seven shades of piss out of each other. Which... That's a running if, theme. Yeah, which, if, absolutely. To be honest, if you, if you know me, you'll know it's ba- that's basically my kink. So, of course, I love this. Um, yeah, just... I loved how Jericho kept going for both... Um, he occasionally went for, went for the leg, and I still don't know why, because his leg was fine, and then also just kept punching the eye. <laughs> like every time Sean would get momentum going, if Transavi was being stopped, it's something to be eye. But, and then Lance Cade was also there. But what made me laugh was Sean Jericho didn't seem to twig. Shit, yes, the eye injury until about <laughs> two thirds of the way through the match. Um, Honestly, I think I think he just paced that so he could get because like by then like his residual fuck you Jericho heel he had died down. So he was like, okay, now it's time to go for the eye. <laughs> Yeah, true. But also, the fact that there was nothing around the eye, maybe he just forgot. <laughs> true. <laughs> They'd done nothing with that, had they? No black eye, no cuts, nothing. Um, How much does an eye patch cost? <laughs> um, Garth, <laughs> what about you, man? What did you think of this match? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, like, a real, like, again, like a slow burn match where, yes, they went for it, but there wasn't any sort of, there wasn't no real spot until the end. But what I also loved is that, um, I like watching these matches again because it gave you the, the sort of build-up videos beforehand. Yeah. Some of the promos they were cutting were amazing. Like the one where Jericho was going on about um, the, the good thing about all great martyrs is they're forgotten and swept under the carpet. And that was like, it's such a good sort of thing. And But then there's a bit where HBK comes out and says, no matter all your championships and everything you ever do, you'll never be HBK. And it's like, oh, fucking hell. And then like, you, see, you can see Jericho getting so fucking mad. Um I just loved it. I love how I loved, and I noticed it straight away. Jericho had completely changed his entrance for this match. He just walked straight down to the ring, got in to the ring, and just stood there and like stared at the entrance, waiting. And same with HBK as well. Um, that, that's a dynamic, and the, the the subtle changes that they made, which made the matches more sort of higher stakes. And again, not bothered about the the belt it was just more it was a grudge match um just hbk selling his ribs quite a lot even when he was throwing his own punches he was selling rib selling the ribs which is sort of it, it was never a highlight or anything but it again it just fed into the match um just really love it. I, every i mark Alfred every time he doesn't he does in almost every match and that's jericho's like triangle drop kit thing um, I just love that move, and nobody else really does it. It's, but it's such an effective. And he always, he managed to hit. He always managed to hit, hit it um, convincingly here. Like normally, against nearly anyone else, that move seems so contrived. It seems so, yeah, because like they're standing there waiting for it. Yeah, but he but seemed to time it. It was like as soon as Michaels is on the apron, he was running yeah. to hit it. Um. And just the fighting, where they're fighting on the top rope and stuff. And then what looked good is, and which is another one of bugbears of like modern, they're not, they're making it look like they're not helping each other. 
at the top of the ring, like on the top of the rope, where normally they like see them holding on to each other, but they're not here. It's just instinct. They're working on instinct. In, and, uh, yeah. in, the, in their defense, um, what like a modern match where they didn't help each other in the top rope was Joe Coffey versus Pete Dunne. <laughs> and they oh, fell off twice. Yeah, yeah. That was awful. Um, but that, honestly, I, like, I'd for, I completely forgot about the blood in this match and how much of it there is. It's There's so much blood. Like, they got in trouble. They got in so much trouble. Yeah, they got yeah. Because um, they got... went PG literally like a few Didn't, weeks before. I mean, and... like, like Jared was mentioned this before, and he said like it was like 150 grand fine. Yeah, no, and I think was... Jericho paid for, paid it as well because <laughs> yeah. it was basically his fault. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because Jericho for the longest time just wouldn't argue with Vince, and now yeah. <laughs> and now his gimmick is yeah, fuck Vince. But, but um, I just loved it. I thought. Again, the fact that it was a stoppage, there wasn't a definitive winner. Mm-hmm. In the last match was like, just like a sort of lucky break for Michaels. This match ended in no like, in a sort of and stoppage. I kind of loved how it wasn't anything big that did yeah. it. It yeah. was just, he kept punching the eye, punching the eye, punching the eye, and Michaels just didn't know where he was. Just a really good, like, brawl match. Yeah, I- I think once the blood sort of happened, obviously it wasn't supposed to happen, or, you know, Vince didn't want it to happen, should I say, it added another dimension to the match because without the blood and without, I feel like, you wouldn't be as invested in the match. I'm not one of those bloodthirsty dickheads that wants blood in every single match. I don't want it to be Big Japan. I just want, you know, when it's necessary, when it's necessary to further a feud like this one, perfect. Because if you'd have had Judgment Day, then followed by this pay-per-view where, you know, there'd just been two, you know, indecisive finishes, it's not bringing anything else to the feud. Whereas literally Jericho beating the absolute piss out of Michaels, who's bleeding profusely from this eye that Jericho's already injured, it adds that little element to this match to make it more important, to make Jericho look like a badass heel, to make effectively make him look like a shark that sniffed blood, which is effectively what he did. And you to... see, you see it in his face during the match. Yeah, he sort of looks and he's just like double take. He's like, right, I've got to go for the eye. Yeah, and then you've got Michaels. It builds, you know, like like he needs it. It builds sympathy for Sean. You know, it, it brings that clearer definition between the heel and the face. And I think that's perfect. I mean, I don't, I don't really see why Lance Cade was part of this match. His <laughs> interference was limited and quite pointless. And to be perfectly honest with what we've just said, any interference on the behalf of Lance Cade is, you know, it, it didn't add anything because we had the blood, we had the stoppage, we had Jericho, the definitive dickhead heel. And that's all we needed from this match. I mean, I don't actually like this match as much as their Judgment Day match. But um, I I prefer this, but mostly because their judgment their judgment day match had no heat to it. I'd rather take heat than no heat. <laughs> well, what I was going to say was I prefer Judgment Day to Great American Bash on a wrestling level. That is a better match. Mm-hmm. However, heat wise, and as far as a match that moves the feud forward, this was better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Because you look at the start of their Judgment Day match, you know, there was chain wrestling, there was perfect bridges out of pins and all that, you know, stuff that we know Jericho and Sean can do. However, this, it showcased a completely different side of Jericho and it built towards SummerSlam 2008, which (laughs) (laughs) is uh, fantastic, which we'll get into now. Um, So... After a month of not appearing on Raw due to the injured eye, Sean made a proclamation that he was going to announce his retirement at SummerSlam 2008. And, you know, he came down with his wife, um, ex-Nitro Girl Whisper, uh, Ori Becker, as she's more well-known. Um, they come down to the ring. Uh, his wife is literally sobbing. She does a fucking fantastic job throughout this segment. She is great. Yep. The unsung hero of this segment. And Sean stands there and... I mean, she was sort of the highlight coming out of <laughs> Well, yeah, she was. Certainly afterwards, anyway. Um, and Sean tells everyone that he is going to retire. He's, you know, his body can't take it anymore. He wants to be there for his kids. And I don't know whether it's just because I knew what was going to happen or whether, you know, I know that obviously Sean... I don't know whether it's because I'm watching hindsight. I didn't think it came across as that sincere from Sean. You look at the Mark Henry fake retirement angle when everyone was like... Mark Henry, I think the Mark Henry angle had ruined all of the fake retirement angles. That, that was fucking brilliant. That was so well done. Everyone was convinced that he wasn't going to do it. He, you know, he was sorry. He was going to retire. He wasn't going to continue. Here, you just felt... Mm, Michaels doesn't see the only thing that sold it for me was the fact that his wife was fantastic. Um, sure, well, he, is, he is a big he is a big fan of Ric Flair. He's retired <laughs> about fifteen times. To be, fair, to be completely fair, Rob has Shawn Michaels ever cut a sincere promo in his life? Sincere? Well, he smile. No, he did. That is true. Actually, that wasn't sincere. I mean, can well, you he, honestly he say brought, anything is more sincere? He did. He did actually. I'll be the I'll be the guy who'll be remembered for screwing Bret Hart, uh, retiring Ric Flair, losing his smile. <laughs> he's he's a good promo, definitely. He's very very good on the mic. It's just I, yeah, I didn't find it that convincing. However, Chris Jericho's music interrupts. He comes down in his suit. You know the heel Jericho we all talk about. This is amazing. And he just... This promo's amazing. It's just fantastic. He Who looks Sean straight in the eye and says, no. Oh, that's fucking... Honestly, I got goosebumps watching that. Oh, I, wait, it's just he, brilliant. He, he cited some interesting people, didn't he, as his influence for that. I know one of them was Harley, Harley Race. Race. Yeah. But the other one was um, the dude from No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. God, I was going to tell you it was then. Um... Oh fuck! Hold on, I'll look up country for, no country for old man. List. Yeah, please. Uruguayan do. dude. Oh, what the fuck is his name? That's really going to annoy me now until Chris tells me. Him from James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Old man cast. It was. Oh, um, what's his name? There we go. Lilwyn. I don't know how to fucking say that. He was played by Josh Brolin. Oh, that's not the person mm-hmm. I was thinking of. Not him. So you're a Gwine dude? Right. Okay. We'll, we'll oh, oh, circle oh, oh, back. Oh, Ant- Anton. Anton. Um, by Jebab. I can't say any of these names. But yeah, I know I know who we're on about. The guy from James <laughs> Bond. 
Yeah, I've, I've, I've only seen one James Bond movie. Of course you fucking have. Um, <laughs> it was Skyfall. Javier Bardem. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> Thank you. Javier Bardem. That's who I. That's who it is. Thank you. We spent way too much time on this. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> anyway, Garth, you have a massive stonk on for the way that Jericho delivers this promo and what he says. Yeah. Talk us through it. Just, uh, it's like you said there when he just comes and goes, no, and then leaves a pause. He's like, no, no, because just HBK, what do you mean? No, you're not going out like this. Because when he starts that promo, it sounds like, you know, no, you can't go out like this because you're HBK. He's like, no, you're not going out like this because you're going out because of Chris Jericho. He's like, oh, no, I want to hear it. I deserve it. I look at just that place. I deserve it. And it's just, just so fucking good. Like, I got pot of goosebumps watching it again. So good. Yeah, it's, and then, it's amazing. And then just sort of you can't walk out here without admitting to the world and admitting, giving me what I deserve and all this and all the while his wife's like just come on just come on just leave it leave it and then obviously what happens what happens and just brilliant just the, the, all three of them's performances were fucking amazing especially the wife yeah considering what she ended up doing in the end absolutely outstanding Chris is there anything you want to add before um... we get to the Part. Before before the main part. Um, before no, the main part. <laughs> um, I agree. You could definitely. It's again like it's your turn. You could see the wheels turning in his head. Mm-hmm. Like you could see him increasingly hating Shawn Michaels the more the, and the more he fought. It's like whenever we bring up um, a screwjobber on Gaff, it's incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's <laughs> the thing with it that is you can see, like Jericho, sort of how fucking dare you attitude coming out it's so good yeah after embarrassing jericho with this whole lying thing you know sean's now going out in jericho's mind sean is going out without any reference to jericho you know despite it being jericho's fault effectively jericho has seen this and thought sean is not acknowledging me again like he hasn't acknowledged me throughout you know this entire feud i'm not having this and you can see Jericho's sort of warped interpretation of this entire thing. And again, it adds something fantastic. And he's so captivating in his delivery. And you hang on every single word he says. Um, Anyway, Michaels sort of gets back at Jericho. And Jericho swings a forearm at Michaels. Michaels, who is the babyface, basically throws his wife... In the way of this right, elbow. <laughs> I am going to defend Sean here. Of course you are. If you, if you if you throw a if you throw a punch at someone, your instinct is to duck. Your instinct is to duck, Chris, not to throw your significant other into its path. He didn't throw his to be fair, everyone in my school was convinced that Jericho pushed Sean out of the way. <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> like, that would like, be everyone such in my a school dynamic. Like honestly, up until I rewatch this <laughs> in my head, it has always been Jericho pushes Sean out of the way to punch his wife. <laughs> That's what it's, it's always been. It's so that. well done because this could have been such a horrible, fake part of the segment. No, because I think the wife didn't oversell it. She genuinely looked like she'd been punched. Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if she actually was. I was going to say she I'm was. Pretty sure she was knocked out for a little bit. She was knocked out for a little like, bit. Genuinely knocked out. Is, have you ever seen like um those? This is going to sh- really give away what I do in my free time. Have you ever seen those um videos of like, you know, those... 
<laughs> you know those, those, those special like, videos in the special file on Chris's desktop. <laughs> like you know, you know those like fake kung fu masters who say they can knock people out of air or whatever. And then when we go up against an actual martial artist, and you can clearly see the shock of them being punched in the face for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Um, show Michael's life looks like here. Yeah, it's like the the best. I mean, it's not the best part. It's horrible to see. <laughs> it's just it's the way like God hit him. Man. My best part it's was like, when a woman got punched in the face. No, but it's like the fact that she obviously gets hit properly. You see a head jerk, but then her body just absolutely slumps. And yeah. it's like you can't even you can't you can't fake that shit. That's no. a genuine knockoff punch. Usually, this like, is the point. Usually, go on. I was sitting watching it and like. Um, the missus was sitting next to us, fucking oh, um, about, and I, went, and I watched it, and I said, and I, I rewound it. And I said, "Watch this." She watched it. Oh. And she, went, she went, "Did she really get hit there?" I went, she was, she was out cold, properly clocked, and she couldn't take her eyes off it. She watched yeah, the rest of it. Um, your missus is notorious for not enjoying your wrestling habit. And for for one thing, you think I, you know what she's gonna, she has to see this woman <laughs> being punched in the face. Well, maybe it was a signal. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'm wow! Joking, I'm just joking. <laughs> there was no Chris Benoit here. <laughs> Surely this has to be edited out. Oh, um, no, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm physically crying, I'm guys. Uh, <laughs> full disclosure: I'm like a little bit drunk, so. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. I've been drinking port. Oh my god! Oh. Why? No, don't get don't get wine hungover, guys. You saw what you were like in fucking Blackpool when you got wine. Hungover. Jesus. <sighs> so yeah. Um, oh. Wait a breakfast to recover. Oh, this was amazing. So. <laughs> We're never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. Let's fast forward right. five, Unf- 15 seconds, everyone. Oh, God. Right. right. So, anyway. Oh. I rant now. I have a rant. Oh. I don't like what this um, next match. Actually, this happens after the next match. Hang on, I'm hang really, on. Before I'm before really... we get to the next match, yes, you can have a rant in a moment. I promise you can have your rant. Oh, so anyway, Jericho lamps Michaels' missus, um, which apparently Garth needed to replay for his own wife, um, and. She's obviously out cold. Sean sells it fantastically. Doesn't go over the top. Jericho looks like he's seen a ghost. Backs off upstage. He's absolutely shitting himself, isn't he? Yeah. And the reason he's shitting himself is because he actually has smashed Rebecca in the face. So they are both bought backstage and Sean is pissed. And there's loads of reports that Sean was physically raging at Jericho. And Jericho is so apologetic. Apparently... According to one source, he literally put his arms behind his back and says, "You need to hit me to give me to yeah. get me back because I it's genuinely like, did not mean to do that." Please, it's hit like me. in Friends when Joey fancies Rachel and the... exactly that's exactly what it was. And Jericho's like, "My God, you've got to hear me. I'm so so sorry." And apparently, isn't, um, isn't his wife the one who calmed it all down? His wife was the one who stood up after applying ice to her swollen face, stands up and shouts at Jericho, come on, is that all you've got? 
Which is just, and apparently the entire situation was defused there. Wasn't like, didn't she say as well to someone like, um, "Did it look good?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like fuck it now. I well, fuck it. Like I love how fucking the non wrestlers most old school at the bottom. She's yeah. essentially there going, going well. It got heat. So. Yeah. I think she probably saw Sean and thought, if I don't say something, she's a- he's actually gonna kill him. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Chris, you wanted a rant. I just realised my rant doesn't fit in the story until after <clears throat> um, this match. But can okay. we quickly discuss the rest of this Unforgiven card? <laughs> so, yeah, we get the did match... It, before we get there, did um, did anyone watch the the Raw after SummerSlam? I didn't watch the Raw after no, SummerSlam, no. I did see parts of it it's... in the... It's just such a good segment because again he comes out and he's just like I don't apologise for any of it. If anyone's responsible for what happens, it's Sean. Uh, he wanted to placate his ego. <laughs> and Benny was like, and it's all of your fault. Yeah. For helping him placate his ego. It's like, I just oh, love it's, it's like, um, I want you to remember the last moment because this is before obviously the match. He's like, I want you to remember the last moment of your career is cradling your wife's head after I just knocked her out. <laughs> Fucking hell. Just... He, he was says, so amazing as a heel. It's just how he says, Sean, you deserve it. And Sean, you're welcome. And just walks out and says, oh my God, that's so good. Absolutely incredible. So this all obviously leads to an unsanctioned match uh, between Jericho and Michaels, which they have at Unforgiven. Um, Chris, you want to run down the rest of the Unforgiven card, I'm sure, just to make sure people understand just how shit 2008 WWE was for the whole I mean, like it's better than 995, but um... I mean, it's not. It's it's Championship Scramble the musical. Oh, I'm forget. Yeah. Um, do you like this is because this Championship Scramble is actually. Oh wow! Just dropped my ball opener. Um... <laughs> I just assumed it was Garth getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like um, essentially the Championship um, Scramble was introduced by World General Manager at the time, Mike Adamley. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> the most boring... I didn't think I would ever prefer John Laurinaitis to anyone. But fuck me, that uh, bloke is boring. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, um, for some reason, it was just adopted by the, by the other two brands. It's like... And, yeah, anyway, so... Like, the ECW scramble was actually fun because we had a good feel-good moment when Matt Hardy... Um, beat Mark Henry, Chavo Guerrero, um, Fit Finley, and The Miz. Um, DBS. The idea DBS. that The Miz was ever on ECW is just, oh, it's pissing on that memory, isn't it? My <laughs> um, God. Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase beat Crime Time, who were extremely over at the time. I actually genuinely like Crime Time. I, l- I love Crime Time. <laughs> it's just when Vince turns up and goes for shizzle. And it's like, what? Watch the contract signing. 
No. Before. Just just the promo. Um, <clears throat> it was it was in the um, package, but I can't yeah. remember it. Just so good. Just the, the fact that they both stared at each other for so long and not cracked a smile. Just <laughs> that like, is hard. Um, and it's just where it's like everyone's dismissed, and it's like um, James <laughs> Jericho. Just the, I think it's like the first thing you see is a uh, member summer when I uh, invertedly punched your wife in the mouth. <laughs> just fucking hell, Jericho just 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 piling on the fucking logs onto his, his onto the fire that's underneath him. No chill from Batman. And it's oh. just like, oh, just I don't know. These two just had something. Um. Yeah, amazing. Just love that. Uh, contact signings are gen- normally sort of quite hokey and shite. But this is generally like these guys really hate each other but because they signed this contact, they couldn't fight until the actual match, which added the next sort of dynamic. Because as soon as the bell goes, they're, they're all out. Um, so I have something weird here because I mentioned it was a group chat earlier. So my friend's girlfriend is a law student. So. Right. <laughs> Um, I wanted to know, like, would a con would this um, no harbor agreement or whatever it was, um, would that hold up? So I asked him to ask her, and then she messaged me, and I have the message here. She and it says, um, this wouldn't hold up in any court. Um, mm. These these sort of agreements do not come under gross negligence. If you're gonna, which if you're gonna let pe- two people fight with no restrictions, that would fall under. <clears throat> right, I'm not being funny, right? We've. <laughs> This is a, this is a, a industry where we have someone who apparently is an alien competing for the AEW Women's Championship. <laughs> I think we can realistic. suspend the disbelief ever so slightly <laughs> that the whole harmless was... agreement is utter bullshit. Yeah, I know. I, I was just really curious because I'm like, there's no way. This... I've always thought this when I'm watching wrestling. It's like, there's no way these agreements hold up. And it, and it was just in my mind like, okay, I'm going to find out about because I was half expecting them to come back with, with yeah, but it probably would work. <laughs> but no. Um, Garth, going back to your point about the contract signing, actually, Jerry, um, Michaels suffers a tricep tear during this. Yeah. Um, so that's how hard he was going. Because of Lance Kidd. Well, <laughs> it's the only so... decent bit of interference he did throughout this entire, piece, entire feud, apparently. Apart from being mounted Honestly, by Jericho I'm... in this match. <laughs> Honestly, I I assumed it was a wanking injury. <laughs> um, so in all of, in amongst all of the championship scrambles, which the WWE did all of this pay per view as championship scrambles, then did one more and have an never done it since. An hour's worth of wrestling, and then haven't We're done it the- since bar one. Um, so clearly that went up in smoke. Uh, we did have this unsanctioned match with Shawn Michaels defeating Jericho by a referee's decision in 26 minutes and 54 seconds. Garth, opinion on this match? Um, it was decent. I love it how uh, Michaels straight away just takes his boot off and starts smashing Jericho with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Take that! Like, it's just literally like, I'm just going to use anything that can get my hands on just to beat the shit out of you. Um and then it's like the fact that after that Jericho basically just takes an absolute fucking ass whooping for most of the match. Um and then obviously Lance fucking Kid has to get interfered. <laughs> um Lance Cade is your Vince Rito apparently. Lance fucking yeah, Cade. It's awful. And then obviously the the set up the chair and uh, the set up the table and 
<clears throat> Joe Glenn's going through it <laughs> with the chair shot. Was it chair shot heading and through the table? Um, and then Michael sets him up for the elbow on the desk, which is always a, a nice spot. Um, yeah. He Good set match. Jericho and Lance Cade up in a very strange way on that announce table, didn't he? Yeah, it was, it was very sexual. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was a very sexual mm-hmm. setup. It was overt. It was overtly sexual. Basically, practically sexual. <laughs> he put Lance Cade back first on the table, as you would normally set someone up on a table, and then he had Jericho effectively mounting Lance Cade, and Jericho had to stay in that position for an inordinate <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> Have you two ever watched *Being Between Us*? Obviously, of course. Okay, you know um, when um, J- not Jay, what? Who's really nerdy one again? They're all really nerdy. That's the point. But like, I assume you mean Will. Will, yeah. When he goes back to not, yeah, Charlotte, I think Charlotte's room, <laughs> yes. and he's and he's like based <laughs> looks like that. <laughs> it did look a bit like that. It looked really uncomfortable. Like it looks at the end. Jericho should have said, "Did it count?" <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Chris, what did you think of this match? Um, this is great. This is basically like their last match with more time, and with the babyface getting his heat back, which was great. Once again, but we're still in a feud of no real definitive winner because it was a stoppage again. I don't know how you get a stoppage in a unsanctioned match, <laughs> but we did. Um, that's really my one criticism of this match because, like, otherwise it was fucking brutal. Like just. Shawn Michaels was whipping Jericho with his belt at the end of his match for, for what felt like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Jericho took a sustained amount of punishment. And one thing, sorry, Chris, just one thing I wanted to sort of piggyback on what Garth said. Um, Michaels has quite a lot of pomp and circumstances. Entrance, he does a lot of running, then does the muscle pose and all that bullshit. And one thing I hated from. Th- last year and it was Bray Wyatt taking on The Miz at TLC. Oh yeah, and... The Miz came out and it's like, oh, you threatened to kill my baby or whatever. I didn't watch the show. But he... then he, he yeah. came out and was like, hey everyone, look, I'm The Miz. Just did his entire yeah, Bray had been stalking uh, Miz's family and Miz was like, this is for my family, you know getting all fired up and then came out and did his entire shtick did the whole spin and <laughs> was... the point and it was like what the it was fuck insane. are you doing? Because, like, Miz is normally... Like, he's not good in ring, but he's an amazing character worker. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, like honestly, in the last half of the... Twi- like, after CM Punk left and Daniel Bryan retired, he's probably the best character worker in um, the Fed. And, like, this... I think the only reason this stood out so much was because the Miz should know better because he does know better well yeah. let's let's be perfectly honest do you honestly think the Miz had any say in that probably not exactly so well, do you really think Vince went like you need to do your own shit no I don't think yes of co- this is the man that doesn't like sneezing this is the man who has gone round to everyone now and has told them to take the high flying moves out of their matches that's why everyone is hating WWE backstage well, because we, they I can't did, I didn't know I didn't know that what <laughs> You have Rey Mysterio on your roster, and essentially Zelina Vega's running around with a fucking, um, with a faction of of lucha libre, um, lucha fires, and you have fuck. That's ridiculous. It's it's been it's been reported that Vince has apparently told producers to take any dives or high flying moves out of their matches. Right. Okay. So he's Bill Watts. He's Vince McMahon is Bill Watts. Is what you're telling me. 
but you yep. don't think that this man told the Miz to go out and do his entire right, I see your shtick. point. I, so- I sometimes think that Vince McMahon has been doing this for 60 fucking years might have a clue what he's doing, but I keep being proven wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, going going back to this match, I thought the match was great. I thought there was a real heat and intensity. Michael's actually coming straight down to the ring and starting on Jericho without doing the entire, you know, entire HBK entrance. There was Jericho repeatedly trying to go to the eye, but ultimately Sean was just effectively too angry and mm-hmm. sort of got up through rage, gave into the dark side. If you want to go Star Wars reference. He went full Anakin giving in to something dark, dark side. side. <laughs> um, and what I really did enjoy was at the end, we had the exact mirror, sorry, the exact mirror of the Great American Bash finish, where Jericho was actually in the exact same position as Sean was, and Sean is literally beating him mercilessly. Then we get the ridiculous stoppage in an unsanctioned match, which. I agree with you, Chris, shouldn't fucking happen. But we do have it, and it sort of plays into it as well, because then we get Shawn Michaels basically pushing the referee off, still beating the shit out of him, and then the referees stop him, and Shawn just super kicks one in the face. <laughs> I just kicked that. <laughs> and I think that was great, because it showed that he wasn't just going to be this babyface that played by the rules. Ultimately, Jericho crossed the line. Jericho crossed the line by assaulting Sean's wife, whether he did it inadvertently or not. And Sean proved that rather than there being a black and a white, there was a grey area where, unfortunately, all things are off the ta- all things are on the table now because I am going to kick the shit out of this man for attacking my family. I don't care if the referees are telling me to stop. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. And I think that added something to it as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um... It's like in it's like what the Gagano Champa feud tried and failed to do. Well, like you have this natural, like both men, like naturally turning face and heel throughout the feud. Throughout the feud, where like there wasn't a point in this feud where each, either man had the moral high ground for long. Like as soon as one would get one, it would be dragged. They dragged back down to bare level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we move on I just want to go to the main event of this uh, show this is my rant this is my fucking rant I hate this I hate this so much would you like to go through it Chris <laughs> right so earlier in the night right so Randy Orton had sort of been grooming legacy that's a wrong word to use um, <laughs> he had been manipulating there's no way to say this good um, legacy and Jimmy Snooker's son um, he never went anywhere and because he Undertaker on his head. It's a whole thing. Uh, um, and then they took out CM Punk for no real reason. And then that would be brought back like three years later, going into Mania, which was a good callback. But at the same time, it doesn't forgive the fact that CM Punk World Champion was removed from this match. And they were like, yeah, okay. We're, instead of having Punk in, we're just going to add another guy. Now, you could have done this without removing CM Punk. You didn't have to have Punk lose the title and not even be in the match. Like, you could have... Hang on, who who's in this match? Mysterio, JBL, Batista, and Kane. You're telling me you could have removed, have removed fucking Kane? You're telling me Kane or JBL... Well, JBL's a heel, I guess, but Kane was, or Batista was so essential, more essential than the fucking champion? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I mean yes. I mean to be perfectly honest, Chris, I, I hear your anger, 
but also all I hear is that you are a massive CM Punk mark. I would be so angry. Regal- okay, imagine if an earlier Triple H had been taken out of the match for no reason. No one would give a shit. It's Triple H. Okay, no one would give a shit. He would have still won. He would have done. If this was any other champion, it would be just as stupid. I mean, yeah, it was pretty fucking it, dumb. It was ridiculous. It I'm was ridiculous. I'll give you that. Kane, Kane was more essential than the champion. I mean, to be fair, Chris, it, it the ridiculousness of it was only was only compounded by the fact that he inserts Chris Jericho, who's just taken the absolute ass kicking of a lifetime, into this match. What GM does that? Well, Mike Adam Lee was incompetent even in storyline. So. That is true. The one good thing I will say is that once Jericho was inserted into the World Heavyweight Championship title scramble match, it wasn't like he was completely no-selling his injuries. He did at oh, least no, sort he, of... He fluked his way to the championship. And that's perfect. He basically lay on the outside and then pinned Kane when he had the opportunity, but literally lay on him because he was that sort of just immobile he was that injured that he just sort of lay there and then you could even see when he held his arm up with the belt he was fucked he was gone there was nothing there um one thing i will say though that makes me very happy is that technically on this show brian kendrick was the wwe champion was WWE champion spanky was wwe <laughs> champion he was indeed bless him he pinned jeff hardy but that was then almost instantly pinned by you guessed it burial machine himself triple h but uh... um, it's it's so it speaks volumes to how weak um, SmackDown's championship scene was at the time. Uh, when you that's... look at that match, yeah, Triple H, Brian and, Kendrick, and be... Jeff Hardy, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin. Be, like at the time, um, Shelton and MVP were at least being positioned where they could be contenders. Uh, I mean, Shelton was the US champion for God's sake, but Kendrick, I love Kendrick. He's not a world champion. Being accompanied by Ezekiel Jackson, the last Big ever ECW ja- uh, champion. Big Rick. The uh, the history books will always remember that. Will always, always remember I that. Ezekiel, I now have Ezekiel Jackson's theme stuck in my head. <laughs> so we moved on from this, and Jericho is now your world heavyweight champion. So even though he, you know, he lost this match, he was beaten to within an inch of his life. And Michaels is interviewed backstage and Michaels basically says, I don't regret any of it. I'd do it again, which is great. Plays into the fact that he super kicked a referee earlier. We then get our one last match. We get our blow off match because now that Chris Jericho has got the championship that he fluked his way to, Shawn Michaels demands an opportunity at the championship. And he demands it be a ladder match. Now, this is good for two reasons. One, it's a ladder match including Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. How's that not going to be a good match? But it also adds another layer to this feud. Shawn Michaels demands a ladder match because it's the match that he believes he pioneered. He had two absolutely fantastic ones against Razor Ramon at Mania 10 and SummerSlam 95, I believe. Yeah, it's 95 because 94, taker. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Two takers. Um, but Jericho uses that as Sean once again stroking his own 
ego. And this infuriates Jericho more and makes him more heel. And Jericho says, yeah, okay. So Sean thinks that he's pioneered the ladder match. Well, I've won more ladder matches than than Michaels. I'm better than Michaels in ladder matches. So bring it on, Shawn Michaels. And this all comes to a head with that infamous promo before WWE overdid it because that's what they do with every fucking thing but Jericho sat atop that ladder delivering that promo on Raw oh um, do you amazing. remember money do you remember money bank I think it was 2016 where everyone was on top of the ladder yeah you can just imagine Vince backstage hey you know when uh, Jericho sat atop that ladder wasn't that great have everybody do it that's some good shit you can just you can imagine him saying that in a creative meeting, can't you? Um, because we can't just have just one wanna, nice thing. Um, I want to wax lyrical about the promos again. Right. Uh, okay, Chris, sit back. <laughs> drunk Garth <laughs> is going to go on a rant. <clears throat> Obviously, after the the Michaels joke on Match at Unforgiven, you had like I think it was the September Raw, like, uh, mid September. Where, well, no, it's after Jarrett was won the title, he comes out and he's sort of smiling. He's like sort of quite cocky now. But it's like where he says, uh, uh, Unforgiven, I faced the self righteous hypocrite Shawn Michaels, and all the crowd are going absolutely fucking mental. Like it's like, it's like old school. He'd like to want to climb the barricades and kill him. But then he does the whole thing where he, play, he turns it back again, where he says, well, What kind of man would do this? And he pulls his shirt up and he's like, Got all the whip marks. Off, off the belt. Uh, he's, what is he? he's like, uh, he's whipped me like a dog. <laughs> he's mauled me. And he's like, and he's like, you're all just a bunch of hypocrites. And I just like, again, it's playing this whole, look, I'm right. He's the bad guy. And it's like, he even says on it, it's like, um, good things happen to good people and I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, take the championship, for instance. He's like, Batista was so close, but I outsmarted him. And I won. And it's just the way he says it. And it's like, oh, fuck, man, you're such a shit. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, but when Gaff said, um, I'm the bad guy, oh, I thought it was, duh. <laughs> Did you go pull Billy Eilish? Ding, 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 but, um, ding, 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 ding. It's when um, they sort of set up the, the ladder match and they have a, a match. It's like a Jericho and um, Kid versus, which turns out to be DX. Um. That was like the raw before No Mercy. Um, but it's the promo before where Jarrett goes that out and he's saying, um, somebody, when I came into the arena today, somebody dared wish me luck against uh, Michaels on Sunday. He's like, this is what I think of your luck. And he sort of walks under the ladder. And it's, st- it's just tiny little things. That you're like, nobody would do that now because it would be so scripted and it would be so stagnated. Um, and it's, it's just, he says, I'm going to maim him. Um, I'm going to, he gets the ladder and he starts showing you what he's going to do. And he's like, I'm going to get this ladder and I'm going to smash Shawn Michaels' head in and I'm going to cave his ribs in. And all of this just, again, I watched all of this sort of one after the other and then watched the matches and it made the matches mean so much more going into it. But the the match that they had on Raw, where it was, I mean, was that like the return of DX properly? Um, No, that was a year later because that played into after the take Michael's thing because tri- like like because Triple H was on SmackDown at this point. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because he's a champion, obviously. But it was about like, the best design. But it was all about like Michael's is uh, 
mystery partner, blah, blah. And then when he comes out, the crowd, the pop is fucking unbelievable. Um, and then have a pretty average match. But um, Michaels does that splash from the top of the ladder on the Lanza Kid to sort of set up the, the ladder match at No Mercy. But I just want to mention, because it's, it, again, it set the match up so perfectly for it and set up the characters so perfectly. And it showed what Michaels was willing to do again to to win the match. So just this feud was just so so well done. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Chris, do you want to add any? Oh, sorry, Chris. Just, yeah. Sorry, go. Go on, carry on. Like, like um, lean, lean up with the blow up was just so good. In terms of the um, lead up, no, nothing to add. But can we quickly talk about the number two thousand and eight cat? Go on then. Um, this is actually a good show, even but even outside of 2008 standards. Um, like Mark Henry versus Matt Hardy was a surprisingly all right, small versus big man thing. Um, you have um, Beth Phoenix taking on Candice Michelle, which okay. Um, but then Rey Mysterio versus Kane because they were feuding at this point, <laughs> um, which I love because Rey Mysterio is like the best babyface. Um, Batista versus JBL because JBL. Apparently, can sing in feuds with main eventers. Um, and Batista beat JBL in five minutes. Um, <laughs> Big Show versus Undertaker, which actually was really good. He got like, three Big... and a half stars from the Wrestling Observer. So, yeah, like, and I know, I mean, like, Big Show can be really good when he tries. Um, and then Triple H versus Jeff Hardy, which was like, my feud at the time because Jeff Hardy was like my favorite. It was like paint, face paint, rainbow. It, it was great and I loved it. And I hated Triple H because Triple H was such a smug cunt. But anyway, <laughs> this match, which I think might be in my top 10 favorite WWE matches, not like matches in general because I'm a smack, but like WWE matches of all time. This was the best way to blow off this feud. This was absolutely fantastic um i'll let you guys talk about it first before i butt in chris you can you can go first on this one because i went to golf last time what's weird about this one is um i remember this um them appearing on tough enough of all things jericho and michaels no just jericho because jericho is the host and he would he'd sometimes go to like the tough enough barracks and break down matches and one of them was this one and it was so weird because Jericho was very clearly just having none of the men mm. in Tough Enough. He would just kept, he was constantly shitting on him. And then um, one of them went, because um, Jericho was like whispering, like as people do. And he, and, he, and one of the guys went, um, what are you saying? And then he was like, oh, I was probably just muttering under my breath to hope, so I can hope that idiots would say what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, mm. real. But anyway, yeah. Um, the one weird thing about this match, there was an exchange at the beginning that was the same as one of the exchanges in their first match at Judgment Day. Well, yeah, and I wanted to mention this. This is far more like their first match than anything in between because it was more of a wrestling match. And I okay. say that loosely because it was a ladder match, but it was far less hate-filled than the previous match at Unforgiven, and it was far less brawly like the other two in Great American Bash. Well, sorry, in Great American Bash. Um, I, I think with this one, it's because at this point, Michaels, in terms of like getting his revenge for what Jericho does, if he always does that, he just doesn't want Jericho to have this nice thing. 
<laughs> he had just slapped his wife, to be fair. Yeah. So, like, he, he was like, okay, I've made you pay, but I'm also going to make you pay more. Like, it was, this was less about making Jericho hurt for Michaels. This is more about winning something despite him. Yeah. It's absolutely. Like, he's like, you see my post Triple H? Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to take my golden shovel and I'm going to bury you. <laughs> um, But, yeah, this match was great. And I agree with you, Chris. It's definitely one of my top 10 WWE matches. I thought it was great. And yet again, prove that both of these are absolutely fantastic and ladder matches. They're so fucking good. They're so Just innovative. Such good workers. Like, I think watching this stuff again, and obviously, like, the, the more recent stuff with Jericho, you actually forget how good Chris Jericho is, like, all round. Like, HBK is, like, obviously one of the, the greats. Um, but he my, said it. He said it. He said it. <laughs> he, my, he praised. He praised Sean. Well, this I, never happened. I'm not afraid. I'm not. I'm not afraid. He's not as good it's, as Bret Hart, obviously. But um, it's like Hades comic. Um, but Jericho hangs with them word for word and match for match and move for move. He's as good as HBK. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There was no person carrying anyone in this match, and it's actually Jericho who's more innovative using the ladder. Um, slamming his face in between the two oh, ladders. That, that looked awful. That looked he really, lost, really he, painful. He legit, Jericho le- legitimately lost teeth from that. Uh, it, it's where you see um, his mouth bleeding because you see him outside and he goes, fuck! It, it was, no, it's literally because he lost teeth. Yeah, and also probably just because he could find off Vince. Yeah, true. Like, More blood shit! Went, oh, there, was also, there was unprotected headshots in the last match. I think we just got fine. How much... I think they lost some more money on this feud for me, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, there was that horrible, scary landing where Jericho, he pins Sean underneath the ladder, which I think oh, at this yeah. point might have been the first time they did that. Um, actually pinned Sean underneath the ladder and then started climbing it, which was just, it was a brilliant spot. But Sean manages to use his sort of upper body strength to sort of force it up enough to get out and then push it. But he pushes it the long way out of the ring, so yeah. Jericho has no option but to fall out of the ring, and he lands... That's got to be, what, 20 oh, feet or something? 15, it, 20 feet. He lands on his feet, but how he doesn't fuck his knee, because the landing, even if it had landed properly, it would have hurt. It's but one he, of the sickest um, oh. ladder bumps ever. Like, the only bump sicker I can think of was, weirdly enough, Raby Davy in ICW off of a ladder. It, Honestly, he could have legitimately broken his leg. He could have died. It was it was awful because the way he lands, he doesn't land properly. He lands with one foot sort of almost... He almost lands on his ankle. And you just see him roll and you're like, oh my God, that's it, he's dead. That's I it, no this, more Jericho. This match, more than any of them, shows how good they are at sort of innovating within the ring and changing stuff on the fly because I spoke before about um, the triangle drop kit that Jericho does. He goes for that, but you can see that Michaels is a bit too close, so he has to change it into like a sort of shoulder charge. Yeah. Yeah. And I... goes over the rope himself. And it's just like, fuck, that's it's like on your feet thinking so quick. And the bit where the they obviously botched the move where they throw Jericho into the corner, into the ladder, and his leg gets caught. So then they just move it on the right well, Michaels works the leg for a bit. And it just you can see it all just it's so organic the way they work it and the way one of the best bits and even the commentators sort of mention it is where 
HBK is sort of getting up and there's a ladder in the corner and um, Jericho just kicks it and it hits Michaels on the rebound. Just tiny little things like that just make it, just shows you how good they are and how sort of proficient they are in the ring. It's a great spot. It's a great I, spot. I mean- I'm increasingly finding with a lot of ladder match, matches we're covering where ladder matches for turning to spot fast just don't do it for me. Yeah. Like as athletically impressive as, say, Young Bucks versus um, the Lucha Brothers is, it doesn't it feel like a normal match. Like, for, like for example, in wrestling, as weird as this sounds, you should always be working towards your win condition. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like little things, like in the ulti- um, the Benoit Angle Ultimate Submission match, when the two guys tap out straight away, because we don't want to do lasting damage damage of this thirty minute match, people mark out over that shit. Which, but like ladder matches, people seem to forget that and be just look out for the spots. Whereas like these two, they were trying to actually take each other out mm-hmm. and then climb the ladder, as opposed to do crazy shit with the ladder and then eventually someone will get it. It's like, not, um, I've even wrote it down, it's like none of the spots were, were sort of telegraphed or built. Mm-hmm. They just happened rather than now when you, especially in like the NXT ones where you can see they'll set up three ladders in this sort of pyramid and then they'll just leave it for later sort of thing. That, none of that. That the, um, ending could have been, looked so convoluted because we essentially just had the same kind of ending at Money of the Bank. Yeah. And, and you've got, I mean, you've got stuff like slow climbing that weren't really doing that, which fucking winds us up so much nowadays. Like, when we did slow down, it made sense. Yeah, because they're just taking an absolute shit kicking. But, like, we, uh, did, we didn't forget how to climb a ladder. We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, Lance Cade's interference actually made sense. <laughs> First time ever feud. It's what this feud was missing, was Lance Cade making sense. Now, <laughs> I will say, I completely agree with you, Garth. We weren't just waiting for one of them to climb to the top of a ladder and do something silly. They were innovative with it. That spot that you were talking about where um, Jericho kicks the ladder and it hits Michaels in the face, that was fucking great. Um, a bit where, um, there's one where, right at the beginning, where um, Jericho throws Michaels into the ladder on the ramp and he runs up it and then just does a sort of twist and like body drop sort of thing. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. One thing I will say, and this winds me up, and this is the one counterpoint to what you've just said. One spot I've never, ever understood is putting a ladder on top of someone and then jumping onto them. So Michaels... Exactly. (laughs) Michaels puts the ladder onto Jericho and then goes for the elbow drop. And you actually see his elbow hit the ladder, and you're like, that must have absolutely... Talking about, like, getting maximum reward for minimum, like, get, <laughs> like effort. Fucking hell, that can't have hurt Jericho anywhere near as much no. as it hurt Sean. The, the, the best part about that is the, the lead-up to it, where Jericho sort of stood on the ladder and he pushes him down. Jericho has to quickly pull the ladder <laughs> yeah, because it. he's dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> um, so good. This is this is an absolutely great match. Um, I will just say, Chris, you said about the ending where he falls off the ladder with the belt. That must have fucking hurt as well. It's a high, oh, yeah. f- <laughs> high fall. That just just to but, the side, like, just falls to the side. Yeah, it's like Jericho's fall there was like literally his last fuck you. He's like, okay, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna yeah. kill myself just so you can't have this championship. <laughs> this was a great like, match. Uh, 
how Jer- well, like, like at the end as well, Jericho purposely like sort of smears the blood, so it looks worse on his face. So things like, like the way the tug of war was, there was no way for Michaels could have gotten it because if he tried to pull the championship through, it'd get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just basically I'm not letting you have it no, you're not having it <laughs> but, no it's mine no it's mine it was so it was so simple as well there wasn't anything ridiculous there wasn't someone doing a Salida del Sol off the top of the rope you know top of the ladder cool as that is but it was just you know a headbutt no and then mm-hmm. holding onto the belt simple effective it was a great match easily a 9 See, out of 10 easily if that was now they like like even probably Jericho now in the current line would have done a code breaker off the top row, off the top of the ladder, and then try to get back up again. Bold of you to it... assume that Jericho would take a bump nowadays. Yeah, true. <laughs> this is like I was watching this and I was like, is this one of those hidden ladder matches that people never remember? No, but everyone talks about this. I've never noticed it come up. I love it. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, really, really, really good match and a great way to blow off the feud. Unfortunately. This... This is voted match of the year, wasn't it? Uh, I know it was feud of the year. I think this might have been match of the year. WWE's match of the year, certainly, yeah. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate thing is that this didn't really... This didn't really permeate into WWE on a wider scale because Jericho dropped the title very, very soon after that, but I suppose it served it its purpose. It was to Batista, wasn't it? It was. It was to Batista. Um, but then Jericho won it back, and then I think Jericho... Cyber Sunday. And then Jericho lost it <laughs> to Cena, I think. Oh, yeah, no, because they were like, oh, no, we need to save Batista Cena rematch for an actual mania. So, um, But, yeah, overall, that is our rundown of Jericho versus Michaels 2008, one of the great feuds, and certainly up there in top top five WWE feuds for me. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. so, I, would, I would put it up there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think yeah. the character work they did, the simplicity in some of the spots they did, and to top it all off with a match of that caliber, really, really does seal it off as one of the great feuds. So definitely, definitely seek out all of the super, certain bits of this feud. What's super weird? Big um, DX and Jericho feuded the next year, and <laughs> didn't really get brought up. That's because. WWE don't like their own history and never have done. Also, I honestly just said that so I could say the tag name Jericho. Jericho is a fantastic <laughs> name, isn't it? I love and the, it. And their theme is an absolute banger. I don't think I've heard their theme. It's a ma- it's remember. like a mashup of Big Show's theme and Jericho's theme, but it's like heavier versions. <laughs> I'll have to listen to it. To be fair, the Miz's mashup with Big Show is better. <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing when I come off the podcast. <laughs> anyway ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening we really do appreciate it just a couple of things that are coming up next well this week um as we are publishing we have got on the young lion cast on wednesday part two of mine and chris's uh okada versus tanahashi feud where we look at okada's first reign on friday then we will be back for our week in wrestling alongside our double or nothing prediction so make sure you check in on that on friday at 6 p.m british time Uh, In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get them, we are there. Go to the website, www.podmania.co.uk, where you can check out all of our, our archived 
episodes and you can check out our match rating archives all those sorts of good things uh, you can follow the podcast on twitter at, at podmania join the facebook group podmania podcasts um you can talk to me on twitter at, at real rob goodwin chris where can they find you and bushy and garth where can they find you gothamania brother <laughs> We'll be back on Friday with our week in wrestling. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at RealPodmania. And check out the website, podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans... 